Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everyday Impact, a Life Tree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday lives. My name is Jessica Jean, and today Will is interviewing Lucas Gonzalez as he talks about passion and compassion. He's going to be sharing some stories about what that's looked like in his life. So let's dive in. Well, Lucas, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to, to dig through your personal history and see what truths and what lessons God has spoken into your heart. Yes. Would you just share with me and with our listeners just a bit about yourself so that we can understand who is Lucas? Sure. I'm or- originally from Brazil. I am a youth pastor. I like to say that I am a son of God. I think that sums mm. a lot. <laughs> so it's not about my what I do, but who God is in my life and what he has done in my life. I like to play sports. I also like to read books like fantasy books, watch Marvel movies. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's Lucas. <laughs> I, oh, by the way, I love music. I forgot yes. that's an important detail in my life. Well, and you don't just like to read. You've also written a book. I did. Yes, it's a fantasy book. It's written to reach out to kids and youth uh, with a message behind of the kingdom of God. Yeah. I love the heart for using your your passions and pouring them into creative outlets, pouring them into different avenues for encouraging and uplifting other people. Yes. You've definitely got a, a, a zest or a, a passion, a zeal about you. And I know that you put that into everything you do. Thanks. Thank you. Yes. And I know that the passion is something that I would say is characteristic of Brazilians in general. <laughs> most, I guess. most of the ones I know are, are a lot more energetic and expressive than I am. But I know that passion is also a message that you carry over your life. Yes, yes. When you ask me, when you invite me over to speak, I was thinking about that simple question, what is the message that God has put in my life? And I, I think you just touched it. I think you like the passion is it's something important. If we don't have passion, our life is meaningless, right? So I think everything we do, we have to do with passion. Well, take us on a journey and help us understand where did this message, this value for passion and, and passion for Jesus first mm-hmm. take place in your life? Um, well, I would say to you, like throughout my life, I always try to to see like my relationship with Jesus. It's the most valuable thing in my life. The moments where I spend with God, the moments where I spend with Jesus, it's the most precious thing in my life. And this passion, the more I spend time with God, the more I, I, I talk to Him, the more, uh, the more time I spend reading the Bible, uh, I think that creates passion in me. Mm. And from passion comes compassion. And that's the message I think God has been forming in my life, passion for Him and compassion for people. Mm. Yeah. For me, growing up in the church, uh, growing up identifying as a Christian, I would say passion wasn't always a part of my story. Right. I believe it was maybe around 2021 where I had this awakening, this this fire that started to get lit in my bones for Jesus himself. Yes. What did it look like for you to to grow in to walk out this passion? Was it always there? Was there a moment? 
Um, so my parents, they they always they were always involved in the church. They were pastors. But I think if I could identify, I think my passion came from the process I went through. So probably the hardships, the 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 hard moments where I saw my family went like they went through like I wouldn't say poverty because that I would be lying, but the hard moments that took us into like, okay, we got to pray. There is mm. nothing else we can do. We have to pray. And praying for miracles, praying for, for God's provision. You know, there are so many moments in my life, when I, even when I was 10, and I, I saw my parents. And that I probably, I would, I would say to you, that was a, a key moment in my life when we, we came. My, my mom was very passionate. My mom was always a passionate person. Uh, my, uh, and so was my grandma. And she was like, okay, God's calling us to, into the ministry. And my dad was attached to, to his job, to my, to my grandma's. And he said, okay, we go, but only if God show me like a sign. I need a sign to, mm. like, to step into this ministry. And I remember when I was 10 years old, my dad lost his job. My, my grandma passed away. And my dad saw, okay, this is a time because there's nothing else holding us back. And we, as a family, moved to another town. We moved to a small town in Brazil, and my parents started pastoring full-time. But we had no house. Uh, we had to, like, hmm. move to, a, like, to rent a house. And my sister and I, we remember, like, a time where my parents, they said, well, we have to pray for every single meal because we don't know if we're going to have a meal the next day. And I think passion started there. Um, seeing the needs of others around me, being surrounded by the needs of like going out. Uh, and to tell, when I was 10 years old, when all this happened, we got provided so much. So God's provision and faithfulness in my life and throughout my life also brought faithful, uh, also brought passion, sorry. Um, so I, I, I remember we went to this time and my sister and I went to a, a private school and we got full scholarship because we didn't have money right wow. and all these like little things here and there got providing it was like amazing uh but also when we moved to this other town when we were 15 years when i was 15 years old okay I, now i have to go to a public school and all my friends everybody around me they were like from gangs they were like people were, like you like they were using drugs and i saw like so much and I, I remember it was like, God, I have to pray for these guys, you know? And I started praying for my friends. 15 years old, uh, there was no youth group. There was no, like, uh, movements. Uh, there was, we were from a very small church, a very tiny wooden church hmm. in the middle of nowhere. That's, uh, that, that was us. Yeah. And we started praying for that, that city. And like, God, you can change the city. You can change poverty. You can change people's lives. And that's how I think passion started. Wow. Yeah. So obviously passion is something that marks you to this day. But my question is, how do you keep that switched on? Mm, yes. Some people would say, that's not my personality. Mm -hmm. You're an extrovert. Yes. You're outgoing. Yes. You've got the charisma. That's just you. I don't think that that's true. Yes. I want what you have. How do you keep the passion alive? I think passion requires investments in every single relationship. Um, so, for example, now I am in love 
right? Everybody probably knows that. Uh, and I love to to spend time with my fiance. I love to talk about because I mean I, that's my passion. I have uh, I love her, right? But that requires investment. The more I I invest in my relationship with her, the more I invest time in that, the more my passion increases. Uh, and I think that's the same with God. We need to we need to invest in our relationship with Him. You know, there's sometimes that probably tell you like I didn't feel I want to pray. I didn't feel I want to read my Bible, but I pushed through. And I I think passion came from that. There was a verse I can't tell you where now. I I think it's Leviticus somewhere, but tell us that the 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 fire will always burn in the altar, but it's the priest who has to keep like feeding the fire. Hmm. So we have to keep feeding the fire, right? So if we don't feed the fire, I think the fire is going to be <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. What was one of the more challenging seasons that you went through? Hmm. And what did it look like to stir up that fire in that season? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, there's so many... As I said, as I told you, when we moved to another town... Uh, first time I remember like parents praying for the meal the next day Mm. Um, moments where we didn't know what was going to happen but also in Brazil Brazil can be a very violent place I was (laughs) I was robbed five times in my life oh my yes and (laughs) but in in all the five times I actually told about Jesus to the person (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there are five interesting stories there. But um, I believe through my teens, my teenagers, um, I think I had some rough times and I I had some like times where I was like, oh man, what is going to happen here, right? And God helped us with like some provision here and there. So yes. I think that there's probably other people that are listening that want to know. Can you share with us one of those stories of being robbed? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, that, I, I didn't prepare the, the story, but for sure. I remember one time I I was praying in my room. I shared this with the youth before. I was praying in my room and I was, God, I want to serve you. I want to serve you. I want to pray for people. I want to preach the gospel. And I was in my room. Uh, I had, I just came back from Texas. I was doing missions in Texas and I was not working at that time full time because I just came back from another country. So it was in the middle of the afternoon, I think it was a Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) I'm praying in my bedroom and God said, okay, so if you want to reach out people, go out, go to the streets. I said, sure. I went out. I crossed, I'm not joking, I crossed probably two blocks from my house. There was a bar, there was a pub there. And I was walking by the pub and a guy came with a knife and just said, give me all your money. I was like, God, I just came to preach. I asked you for an opportunity to preach the gospel. Why are you doing this to me? And God said, preach to that guy. Short story. I'm in front of this guy. The guy has a, a knife and I'm talking to this guy. And the Holy Spirit gave me so much compassion for that guy. And here again, I told you like passion creates compassion. When we are in love with Jesus, when we like, I heard someone from our community saying, God breaks my heart for what breaks yours. And I was, I was looking to that guy. I was like, I felt so much compassion for him. 
And I start talking to him. I say, man, you know, God has a plan for your life. God wants to change your life. And that guy was just, I don't know what he was saying. I can't remember. That was like over 10 years ago. And I'm just talking to this guy. And this guy is sharing his life with me. <laughs> I remember we sat by the curb. I'm not joking. We sat by the curb, me and this criminal guy. <laughs> and we are talking. And this guy came to, to steal from me. And he was like, if you believe God can change my life. Can you pray for me? I pray for the guy. And we were just talking and we're just sharing stories. And, and the guy said, I don't think my mom could forgive me. I said, let's go to your house right now. Wow. I walked to this, with this guy into a favela. And we're like, I don't know how, like, how many kilometers. We were walking to this like, favela, very dangerous place. And the guy just looked to, to all the, there was like some guys, some weird people looking to us like some weird looking so like the guy said don't worry he's with me i said oh my gosh what am i doing here <laughs> yeah so we went to his house i knocked in the door and say hey uh i don't i don't remember her name but i talked to his mom and they say hey would you forgive your son and she forgave his uh, her son and we just had wow. some like tea together yeah it was like one of the stars <laughs> just one of them one of the five yes one of the five times god what are some other stories of, of passion lived out in your life? Passion and, and compassion. Wow. I, I think there's so many like serving and, and just walking with open hands. Uh, that's something God has been putting in my life. Being passionate, passionate about loving people and loving others. Yeah. So uh, I believe there's so many like moments in my life where God used it times to bless others and to to do stuff like that um i don't know there's so many stories man i'm <laughs> just thinking about now but these moments with god they always let they led me to moments of compassion wow yeah and i, I think if there there is no compassion coming throughout my life or our lives because i'm a big believer of the church the worship I love worshiping Jesus, right? I mm. love to play songs, and I, and I think those moments they they lead us into mission. And again, like talking about passion and compassion, we love to talk about what we love, right? Missions for me is that. Why do I like to talk about Jesus? Because I love Him. I spend time with Him, so I like to talk to him, to other people about Him. There's another story I'm just going through here in my mind, and I didn't prepare those stories. I was going another direction. Um, <laughs> And I remember another story, a friend of mine uh, back in Brazil, we were just praying in a prayer meeting. We're just like praying and there was a intersection meeting. We're just praying and praying and praying. And that was late in the night. We were just looking to him and say, hey man, let's go out to the worst place in town. Me and him. I said, he said, sure, let's go. And we went uh, there. We, we sat down in the square. Lots of people like doing drugs and smoking and doing stuff. And me and him were just sitting there. And I remember this dude, he came to us, he was possessing in front of us. We didn't do anything, we are just singing there. Hmm. And this guy just like, what are you guys doing here? Screaming at us. I was like, uh, <laughs> we're just singing here. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the opportunity to pray for the guy and to just bless him and say, Jesus has a, uh, a plan for your life. Yeah. So I can't tell, like, there's so many moments where, like moments of worshiping Jesus and praying led to these moments of compassion yeah, mm. and missions. Because I think missions is talking about what you love, Jesus. <laughs> As you think about 
your journey. Yes. Uh, who has Jesus been to you along the way? Hmm. Jesus has been, Jesus has been a friend. Jesus has been a father. Jesus has been. I know it sounds very simple sometimes for us, but Jesus is being that friend. He's always there every single day. And I can talk. Um, he's a savior, of course. We know that. Um, yes, I love to talk with him. So, <laughs> Throughout my life, I, I've been like relying on the goodness of God. And... I've seen so much, man. And that's something I love to tell people, like the faithfulness of God, we have to taste and see. You know, I came to a point in my life that there is no way I can tell God's not real because I've experienced so much of his goodness, of his faithfulness. Um, even like when I came first came to Canada, I don't know if people know that story, but I there was 2018, beginning of 2018, I knew... God was moving me to somewhere else. I just felt, I had a very good job. I was like pastoring the church, but also I had another job. I was teaching. Uh, so I was very comfortable in Brazil. And I remember God was telling me in my heart, like, I want, I want more from you. I want you to go further uh, where you've never been, where you don't, like, you have no idea where I want to take you. And I just had this feeling in my, my heart, like, I want to do more. I'm too comfortable yeah. <laughs> in Brazil. <laughs> and because my family, my family was there. Friends were like, I was surrounded by friends. Short story. I remember in 2018, I, I connect, I reconnected with someone from Texas. And that person told me the, they were looking for a pastor in Texas. I reconnected with the same person. Yeah. And she told me she was moving to Canada and to start a project, a missions here in Canada. I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I know, I knew she was, she was 60 some year, something years old. And that's why I say, no, it's never late to start doing missions, <laughs> right? And she sold her house. She was wow. excited to come to Canada. And I said, this is amazing. And she said, well, I would love if you could come to Canada and help me. I was like, Canada? I never talk about that. In 2018, Short story, I remember, in my mind, Canada was all like an Iceland, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we do ride polar bears to yes. work. <laughs> Riding dogs, you know, that's my, my picture, was my picture of Canada. I was like, well, oh, sure, God, if you want me to go to Canada, I would go. And at the same time, two other great opportunities showed up. Uh, and they told me the salary, they told me, oh, we're going to give you a car, we're going to give you a house, and all these like details. And I, I remember when I talked to Bruce and Caleb first time on, on on the computer, they didn't say about they didn't say anything, but I felt so much peace. I felt God's calling me to go to Canada. I had no idea. Uh, I have no idea what am I going to do. I don't know if they're going to pay me. I don't know if I'm going to have a house to live. <laughs> but God's calling me. But I didn't decide. I asked God for signs. I said, God, can you give me some signs? And I remember God started giving me some dreams. Uh, one of the dreams, uh, I had no idea about geography, I'm telling you. Uh, Canada geography for me was Vancouver, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard about Ontario probably and Montreal, and that's it. And I remember I had a dream of uh, the word Calgary. Everywhere, Calgary, Calgary, Calgary. It was like I woke up, I was like, what is Calgary? Is that like why do they have this ring? I Google it and I saw Calgary's in Canada. I was I'm just weeping. I'm like, oh God's telling me Canada. The day when I had to decide to come to Canada or to go to United States, because I had another offer there. I remember I'm teaching and I was way I was greeting the students at the front door. And one of my students came with a maple leaf mm. and he gave me that maple leaf it was like oh this is another sign because we don't have maple leaves in brazil like <laughs> like yeah. hanging around have another types of other types of trees but not maple leaves and i was like god's telling me go to canada so yeah like all these like signs and stories and i remember when i came here god provided a church and, and the salary and the house to live and everything was like ready so god provided this faithfulness of god has been like throughout my life mm. and so many times so many times i'd love to tell you more stories <laughs> if you want <laughs> it it seems to me that when you're sharing about passion yes that a lot of your stories have an adventurous nature to them. Yes. Uh, there's your parents and your family going out and doing something crazy, uh, making a life change. There's uh, you putting it yourself out there and, and uh, sharing with a, someone who's going to rob you. Yeah. There's you moving <laughs> to another country or going out on the streets and being harassed by people. There we go. Um, <laughs> There's there's something about the adventure that I'm inspired by. And yes. I would take a stab that there's a connection between actually doing something with your faith and having passion yes. in your faith. Yes. I think if we don't allow God to work in our lives, God wants to work through our lives, but everything he wants to do through our lives, he wants to do in our lives first, right? Yeah. Um, and I think if you don't allow God to, God to work us, in us, nothing happens. Yeah. Right. Um, a, a, a phrase I always tell people is your your struggles today are your testimonies tomorrow. Mm. You know, like everything you're going through today, they can be your testimony tomorrow. Yeah. So maybe someone is listening to us now and they're going through some bad stuff. I just want to tell you, if you are listening to us now, God can use your circumstances, your situation to to do a beautiful testimony tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. I heard it said that uh, he turns tests into testimonies amen <laughs> and messes into messages amen i love it <laughs> it's kind of catchy so i hope it uh, sticks I, I can't be credited with that but great um yes tell us a bit more about the compassion side of the equation yes so i would say to you that every single thing we do if it's not like if our passion does not produce compassion it's just emotion right it's just empty. So when we, whatever we do, whatever we do, we need to, to do thinking like, I want to see like what Jesus would do. And I, I know it sounds very simple and simplistic, but what Jesus would do in this situation, right? If we have this relationship, we've growing, increased this relationship with Jesus. I think we will probably start looking to people in a different way. And that's missions, right? That's, there's nothing fancy about missions. It's actually can be a little messy sometimes, as you said. Um, and sometimes it's very simple. 
I used to go to one of the local schools here in town. And there were times where I was there and didn't feel like, I, was, I didn't feel like, what am I, like, why am I here, right? Because nothing happened. There was no, like, fancy or, like, you know, Jesus changing somebody's life. I was just there. I was just helping the student to read. And there were so many times in my life I was like, gosh, I need help reading this. <laughs> and I'm here singing next to someone. <laughs> helping this person to read? What is the point? But the point was, I'm here because I want to, I want to show Jesus to those people. Mm. I, I'm here because, and that's, I think that's compassion. You know? And sometimes it doesn't require a lot of preparation. God doesn't use, and there are so many quotes here, right? Um, but that God doesn't use, wants to use someone who is super able to do something, but you just have to be willing to, to serve. And that's it. If God can use me with my broken English, <laughs> he can use anyone. <laughs> so we, we can lower that bar quite a bit, people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. God can use anyone, man. I can think of so many times in my life where I have disqualified myself or I've been waiting for other people. I've mm -hmm. been waiting for permission. I've been waiting for, um, I've been waiting for passion. Yes. That I don't act until the passion or energy is there. I just don't feel like it today. Hmm. Yeah. I love that you've connected passion and compassion. Yes. Because it seems like it's this cycle yes. where one fuels the other. And it, yes. it just continues to, to reinforce that it's meant to flow. Yes. There's a verse that says that it's better to give than to receive. And I think when we give, we receive so much more. And probably you experience that when you give food to someone, when you give money to someone, when you give your time to someone, afterwards you feel like I receive it so much. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I remember a story uh, back in Brazil. I was in, the, I was in the Bible school. I was living by myself. I didn't have a car. And that, that day, so I rely on, on some people to, to help me to go to the grocery store. So I couldn't be like doing groceries every week. I had to buy things for the whole, the entire month, right? So because I was just, hey, can you help me to go to the grocery store? Anyways, and that day I went to the grocery store and I, I got groceries for the entire month. I was so happy. I came back home. I was, ooh, I got groceries <laughs> for the entire month. And this homeless guy knocked on my door, like probably 10 or 15 minutes later. I'm just laying on my couch was laying on the couch and the guy knocked on the door and he's telling me his story. I will tell you, I didn't even remember what that guy told me, but the Holy Spirit was just telling me, give him everything you have. Wow. It's like, how God, <laughs> I'm going to be starving here. <laughs> but I did. Anyways, God was telling me to give and I was looking, I was just staring at the guy. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but hey, just wait here for a sec. I went back there. He was asking for some things uh, for his family. He got all the groceries they gave to him. He started crying, like, why are you doing this? Well, I was like, God told me to do. And I opened the wallet because I was so moved. The passion was there, right? Mm. When you start giving, you start feeling like God is bringing more passion. Because I, I feel like it's like the 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 widow when was, she was like pouring the oil, right? The, the oil out and the more oil was coming. <laughs> Anyways, yes. my preaching side. <laughs> um <laughs> And anyways, I, I was giving, I opened the wallet, I even gave some money. I gave everything I had to, to that guy. 
And the guy was happy, but I was happier. <laughs> <laughs> I went back home. I was so overwhelmed with happiness that I fell on my knees. I was like, God, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And probably 30 minutes later, I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't have, have anything to <laughs> And then God started talking to me. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? I was like, yes, I do. The phone rang. A pastor who had never called me before invited me over for lunch. I turned off the phone and said, sure, I'm coming. I had lunch and leftovers for dinner. So that day was provided. Yeah. The next day, that was a Friday. The next day, my parents did, didn't like come over very often because it was far away. The next day, my parents knock on the door, seven in the morning, didn't say anything. I didn't tell them about that story. They came with like the car loaded with groceries. Wow. And I, I remember when I opened the door, seven in the morning, I saw the groceries. I, I was just, I started crying. I said, how do you guys know that? How did you guys know? They were like, know what? I said, I gave away every single thing I had. So I think passion sometimes and compassion, they go like, you, sometimes you start with compassion and passion comes, you know? Uh, the passion for God is what has to drive us to have compassion. But sometimes one feeds the other, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. Yeah. I think of, of the ability to have these stories in our hearts. Like mm -hmm. that's a, a treasured memory that you have with yes. Jesus. And you could have very easily missed out on that opportunity. Yes, that's true. That wouldn't have been anything uh, to, to retell. <laughs> yes, that's true. But there's a, a memory now. Yes. That just reinforces that story. God is faithful. God's always faithful. Yes, every single day. You know, when I was here in Canada uh, in 2019, I remember I had some problems with my visa. God always provides. He's faithful in every single time. I remember when my visa was denied, uh, and I couldn't, I could not leave the country. So I had to stay, but the church was not uh, allowed to pay me. And I was like, how can I survive? Mm. That was the time where I saw, I received more than I could even imagine. There's some people coming, giving me cash and some other, you know. So God always provides. God is always faithful. Um, and that's why it's... I think all those things, little things in my life, and I can tell you so many more stories, they, they stirred the passion in my heart. So they, bring, they brought the passion in my heart. Yeah. Mm. And it's good to remember because I believe every single one has stars. And sometimes we forget. But when you start remembering, we are like, yes, God has been faithful here. He has been faithful there. There is this story. There is that story. Yeah. I just remembering stories of my own as you're speaking yes. and just have it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's maybe another um, secret to stirring up passion is just remembering, Hey, yes. what's God done? Yes. And I think scriptures uh, 
referencing this, this internal struggle and turmoil and, oh, life is so hard. But then I remembered. Yes, then I remember. And, and there's this turning point of, of remembrance. And yes, um, but, I, I want to live that switched on life, that passion mm-hmm. always flowing. And yes. I think that there, there are some lessons to be learned about how to do that. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, I don't think life is always a rainbow and <laughs> always like happy. Uh, there's so many times, but I think those moments where we choose joy, there's a sentence people always say here, right? We choose joy. We choose to have this in- internal joy coming and seeing the bright side and seeing us, um, I choose to see God because, you know, when you think about Paul and Silas, they were in a prison and they were celebrating Jesus. They were, they were praising Jesus. And then something happened. Or when you think all these moments, they were not like happy moments, right? They were yeah. like strugglings. But people chose, there's so many times people chose, I, I choose to celebrate, I choose to praise, I choose to, yeah, to, to worship Jesus here. Mm. And I think as a posture of I'm choosing to have passion in my heart. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing some of these snippets of your life. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with as we wrap up our conversation? Uh, there's so much I could, <laughs> I feel like, man, this is a, this is a moment, right? Uh, there's so much I wish I could leave here, but I would say trust in God. Taste and see. If you want to experience, taste and see that God is good. You know, a last story. A, a, one more story. <laughs> yes, please. Back in Texas, I was mentoring this student. He's not, he was not even Christian. Because I believe discipleship comes before <laughs> we turn, even before yes. we, right? Anyways, so it was this, I was mentoring this student uh, in Texas. He was questioning me about God so much. He was like, I don't think God's real. I don't think God. He was all like full of the series. And I was like, okay, let's go out for pizza. And I ordered a pizza just for me. And as I was eating that pizza, pizza he <laughs> didn't understand because I was, I usually like, I used to like, okay, if I buy something for me, I'm buying something for it. Still, that, that makes sense, but I was intentional. I bought the pizza for me, and I started describing the pizza to that guy. And I was just eating the pizza, the pizza and telling him, hey, man, this pizza is really good. Have you tried? He was like, no. It's like fair, the cheese and the mozzarella just mm. is so good. And it's like, oh, this pepperoni here. I was just telling him about it. He was like, dude, can I have a piece? I say, yes, you can. And that's the thing, man. Until you try, until you taste and see, I can be just here talking and talking and talking. But there is one thing. If you taste, if you try, you experience God, you will see how good he is. Mm. So it's much better than me be here telling you all how like, all the goodness of God, all my experience. I want to tell you, try, mm. taste and see that God is good. Mm. Yeah. Give a big bite. <laughs> <laughs> Well, amen to that. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. You're very this. welcome. You're very welcome. 
Lucas has always got the most interesting stories to share. Seems like he never runs out of them. Mm-hmm. I'm quite envious, to be honest, although I know God has some great stories in my life, too. Mm-hmm. I love how in sharing his stories, the theme of stirring up passion comes out and how that's created compassion. How he even said the simple things like praying and reading your Bible and starting with that, the more you do it, the more the fire is fed. And that simple act, just adding more kindling to the fire, keep feeding the fire and the passion is stirred up from that and makes it sound a little bit more manageable to get that passion. Mm -hmm. And from that... When you have passion for the Lord, the compassion comes. It flows. It flows. And then also, I love how he said, sometimes it happens the other way. Like, you might be moved with compassion and that stirs up the passion. Like his story with the guy knocking on his door and he Mm -hmm. gives him the groceries. And he was moved with passion in that moment. Like, oh my gosh, here, take more. Just that example of how Jesus lived too. It was just really encouraging to see how passion and compassion flow. Because in my mind, I've never thought about them being connected quite like that. That's a great analogy of of the kindling. Because I think sometimes we believe that you've either got it or you don't. But I remember when I was younger and I was a bit of a a wet rag, to be honest. And now I've got a level of passion, but there's a long journey to cultivate that in my life. And with what Lucas brought up several times, this concept or this verse, taste and see, that another component to stirring up passion in your life is actually just getting out there and experiencing life with Jesus, Mm -hmm. doing something with your faith. Yeah, and maybe you'll get a cool story out of it too. (laughs) I love that too. Your struggles today are your testimonies tomorrow. Yeah. I really love this story of him taking his buddy for pizza and he was just eating the pizza all himself and he was describing it like, hey, do you know what this tastes like? Have you tasted it before? And his buddy's just like drooling. That's so mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like that's the perfect analogy. Like I want to steal that. There's a difference between talking about pizza and actually tasting it and with God, taste and see that. He's good. Life with him is good. Mm -hmm. So for you guys who are listening, what would it look like to taste and see that the Lord is good this week? What would be a step? What would be an action to move into passion and compassion and activate your faith? We believe that God is going to stir something up inside of you as you take that step. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening today. We pray that you have an amazing week and that the passion and compassion of the Lord would be filled up in you. See you next time. Tell me about one of your favorite movies so I can get the sound levels. One of my my favorite movies is for sure The Lion King. Yes. Oh, interesting. But the, the cartoon one, not the... What about it? Ooh, I love this story. The the little cub was abandoned. Not abandoned, but he was like living this drama 
uh, his dad just died and then he he runs away and he's kind of like it's kind of like this story of a, a, the son of the king but that's living a life eating worms <laughs> in the clay with like a, a boar <laughs> and a meerkat and it's then the monk he's like a very prophetic figure figure that comes to him and hits him him on the head saying hey go back remember who, you, who your father is and when he sees the image of the father he's like oh yeah i'm the son of the king i gotta go back <laughs> and defeat my enemies so i love the movie <laughs> yes <laughs>